Hi there and welcome to another edition of the Audlem Brown Van Open Podcast. It is day number three here at the tournament. My name is Brian Weeb and I'm the media manager for the Audlem Brown Van Open. Do appreciate you joining us here on another edition of the podcast, the Wednesday edition of the big show. And boy, what a show I've got put together here for you. Should remind you that the Audlem Brown Van Open is an ATP Challenger Tour event as well, an ITF World Tennis Tour event, and of course a Tennis Canada event all working together to put the tournament on here at Hollyburn Country Club. And it was an outstanding day of tennis as things are starting to get down to the nitty-gritty in doubles, getting down to the quarterfinals on the on the women's side. Uh, in the men's side, lots of second-round action, first-round action in women's singles. And Mantar Bandel and Raheem Karmali, my two media assistants here at the tournament, running all over from court to court to bring you interviews for this exact reason for this podcast for this is why you're listening uh, and i also have a chance to sit down with the ceo of the hollyburn country club ed mclaughlin will join us tableside a little bit later on here in the podcast so let's get straight to the players shall we uh Braden schner top 100 canadian player was in action here victorious in his first match in the second round at the Odlum Brown Van Open, and Mantar was able to catch up with Braden after his match on Polygon Court here this afternoon at the Hollyburn Country Club. Odlum Brown Van Open 2019. Braden, congratulations. That was a long, hard-fought battle. How do you feel after that one? Yeah, I feel really good. Obviously, you know, last year I came here uh, with high expectations, and I lost first round. So, you know, this year coming back, it's a little different story. I wasn't expecting much out here. Um, you know, I was a little beat up coming into this tournament, but I'm feeling I'm feeling better each day and really happy to get a win. It was a, a very interesting match. The first set, you take it 6-2. The second set, you lose 2-6. And it kind of felt like maybe the momentum had shifted. But in the third set, you really found your footing. You dug deep and you grinded it through. So, you know, what carried you through that third set? How were you able to kind of refocus and keep your composure? Yeah, it's tough. You know, he's a tricky player. He serves well. He plays pretty aggressive. You know, I thought in the second, I really only played one bad game on my serve where I was broken at love. And then the last game there at 5-2, I mean, he played a really good game to break me. So, uh, you know, that, that's life. You know, it's just one set of tennis. So try to move on. And your countryman, Benjamin Sigowin, was, was telling me personally that you were a big influence on him going to North Carolina for college tennis. So he's having a good time there from what he told me. So obviously it must have been a good experience for you for going to North Carolina for college. Yeah, obviously an amazing experience. You know, I think I helped, you know, uh, influence and kind of uh, in a positive way guide Ben to go to North Carolina and I think it was a great decision for him in his tennis obviously he's improved a lot you know I had a big win here first round I'm unlucky to not get through today but you know he's a he's a bright up and comer for, ten, for Canada and last stop can't deny it's been a good year for you your ranking is as high as it's ever been and it's only going to go higher if you keep playing well so what's what's the goal for you by the end of the year do you have like a certain number that you want to achieve by the end of the year yeah it's tough to put a number on things obviously I'd really like to be top 80 um, you know Finishing the year top 80 would be fantastic. Uh, you know, top 100 was a big uh, was a big accomplishment for me, so I'm just trying to keep moving forward. Braden, thanks so much for doing this, and good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Thank we you. go from Braden Schnur, Canadian player, and Mantar Bandal, to Asia Muhammad, a qualifier on the women's side, and Raheem Karmali. Asia Muhammad was successful in her match here today at the tournament, and Raheem, of course, caught up with her on center court immediately following that match to get her thoughts on her day Wednesday at the Adlam Brown Van Open. Right, Asia, a little hard-fought match there. Uh, what are your feelings after, up, straight up coming off the court here? Um, yeah, happy to get through it. Um, it was a pretty physical match, even though I mean it was two sets. Um, the one-all game in the second set was, wow, very, 
very long and uh, tiring. Um, so I'm really, really glad I got through in two sets today. Yeah, it seemed like uh, you both, uh, both you and Kira, after the first set, took a little bit of a break there. Was, was the heat playing a factor at all? Uh, I don't know about her. I just really had to go pee. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've been holding it since the first set, which probably isn't ideal. Um, so yeah, I'd, it wasn't anything strategic or the heat. I just actually had to go. Okay. Um, you play a lot of doubles. Um, what's what's the difference like in preparation here for singles? Um, I don't know. Doubles. I feel like it's just it's pretty low key. Um, you know, you're playing with someone, so you can kind of talk to them through it. Uh, singles is obviously so individual, and you kind of just have yourself. So I try and talk to myself in singles like I do with my doubles partner because I'm really patient and um, you know positive. So I try and do that with myself in singles. Okay. True. Um, so for the, obviously you have a well-documented uh, athletic family, um, how does that play into your success and how you've been able to sort of parlay off them, uh, like um, advice off them? Yeah, um, it's nice just having, thank you, good luck, having a family, you know, who understands sports and professional sports and kind of what comes through it. Um, sometimes they think they know a little bit more than they do. Uh, they didn't play tennis, so it is really different. It's individual, you know, when you're struggling on the tennis court, you can't just call timeout, have a sub or anything. You're out there by yourself. It's hard. So sometimes we butt heads with that, but it is, it is nice just having a family that does understand sports in general. One of the most anticipated players here at the Audlin Brown Van Open, he got a special exemption into the tournament. He's a former world number 21, and he won the Aptos Challenger just last week, Steve Johnson. He came here to the tournament and was actually beat by Talon Griekspoor, a player from the Netherlands. And so Steve Johnson, second seed on the men's side, is out of the tournament, and as a result... Talon Griekspor is moving on. Mantar was able to catch up with Talon immediately following that big match. It was a straight sets victory uh, over Steve Johnson here at center court. The Audlin Brown Van Open, Hollybrin Country Club. Talon, wonderful match out there. You win in straight sets against a pretty darn good opponent in Steve Johnson. How do you feel about yourself after that match? Yes, very happy with the win. Uh, obviously, a very good opponent. Uh, he won last week. He's been uh, top 50 for I don't know how long, but very long. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, very happy with the way I played and uh, the way I handled the situation. In that second set, it was neck and neck. Uh, Steve would get the first ma- uh, first game, then you tied. He'd go up again, and you. So for you, how were you able to stay composed and stay and stay focused, and then ultimately pull away in that second set when it was so tight, when it was neck and neck? Well, it was basically uh, focused on my own serve game, uh, trying to play point by point every game, trying to get the first serve in, which helps a lot, obvious. Um, I know he's serving big, he's going easy to the games. So yeah, I was happy to uh, get there to 4 all and uh, make the break. And overall, just your thoughts on the Audlin Brown Van Open this year. And I don't know if you've had the chance to, to go to the housing, but if you have, how, how do you feel about the housing here as well? I'm actually in the hotel, but uh, I, very like, I, I really like the city. It's an unbelievable tournament. It's my first time here in uh, Vancouver, but it's an unbelievable place. Everything, the clubhouse, the fitness, the courts, everything, the people. It's so nice, and I'm coming for sure back here. Talon, thank you so much for doing this, and good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Now let's switch gears back to Raheem and another big upset, Misaki Doi. She's the defending champion here at the Audlin Brown Van Open, hoisted the women's trophy last year, and her journey at the tournament this week ended today. As Priscilla Hahn from Australia upset Misaki here on center court, and it was a great match. It really, really was. Uh, Priscilla looked fantastic, and Raheem did chat with Priscilla Hahn immediately following the match and this is what she and he had to say. Congrats on the big win there. Um, you obviously defeat the 2018 champion here so yeah. does that put some pressure on you to go all the way? 
Um, I mean, no, I'm not going to put much pressure on myself. Obviously, um, I love playing here. Like, I did well two years ago, um, so I, I obviously like the conditions. Um, I knew I was in for a tough one today because obviously she won last year and I knew she would have some kind of nerves trying to um, defend the title. So um, I kind of just went out there and did what I could. Well, you mentioned two years ago, I think you made it to the quarterfinals, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Here. Um, what's changed in the past two years that's going to put you over the top this year, you think? Um, well, last two years ago, even last year, I was in qualifying, so I had to qualify and then get into main draw. So definitely having less matches before main draw helps a lot, and um, I feel a lot fresher. So, yeah. You've obviously uh, been enjoying your time here in Vancouver. What can you say about the city and the, uh, yeah. the tournament here? I love it here. It's literally one of my favorite tournaments. Um, probably my favorite, I have to say, out of, I mean, okay, there's the slams, but um, even including WTAs, I love coming back here. Now the nightcap here at the Odlum Brown Van Open featured a battle between two Australian players. Two players familiar to each other, Alex Bolt and Thanasi Kokkinakis. It was Kokkinakis coming out on top, and of course, as a result, Mantar Bandle was able to catch up with Thanasi immediately following the match to get his thoughts on how things went. Thanasi, congratulations. You're moving on after a straight sex victory over your countryman, Alex Bolt. You never want to knock another Aussie out of the tournament, but still, how are you feeling after that performance? Yeah, it's good. It's always it's always tough playing a mate. Um, me and Bolti have known each other since we were like nine years old, and we're really good mates off the court. But uh, it wasn't wasn't the best tennis tonight. But sometimes it's always awkward when you play a friend. But um, yeah, tough conditions, tricky conditions. But I just tried to stay focused. On that note, there is a lot of Australian representation here at the tournament. Not besides you and Alex, there's obviously Max Purcell, Mark Pullman's uh, on the women's side, Priscilla Hans, players really good players. So off. The, you know, when you're not playing, is there a lot of dialogue between uh, your fellow countrymen, or do you really just kind of keep to yourself? Uh, depends on the time. I think, uh, yeah, there's a time and a place for both. Obviously, me and Bolte didn't talk a, a lot before we played, but they were really good mates. Um, I think, like any country, when there's a lot of players from the same country, some are closer with other players than others. Um, but yeah, I'm friends with a few of the boys. I wouldn't say I'm best friends with all of them, but um, yeah, Bolte's definitely one of my good mates. So uh, yeah, we get along well, and we've travelled with each other for ages. The match before you, Vashik Pospisil, saying, oh, Pospisil, excuse me, was playing, and the crowd was packed, very energetic, and a lot of them went home yeah. after the match. So when he came on, uh, not a lot of crowd support, unfortunately. Yeah. So for you, does that influence you when it's kind of a dead crowd out there? Does that play a factor at all? It was definitely tougher uh, trying to get my energy up. Um, thank you. Uh, I, I was fortunate enough. Uh, a couple of days ago to have the, the feature match at 7.30 but uh, I knew that uh, or 6.30 but I knew that when there was a Canadian playing uh, a quality player like Chung it wasn't it wasn't going to be so I had the graveyard shift tonight but that's alright it's part of it it's it's it's, it's, um, it's a task for both of us I've got to get myself up in these conditions because you know other matches you're going to play with a packed house and others you're going to play with maybe three people watching so um, I'm trying to transition as quick as I can so I can get full houses all the time. Tenacity, congratulations. Go get some rest and good luck the rest of the way. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. The day opened here on Wednesday at the Odlum Brown Van Open featuring our number one women's seed in action, Alison Van Utvenk from Belgium. And unfortunately, the match didn't end up going the way that Alison would have liked. Madison Inglis of Australia ended up winning the match 6-2 in the first set and then it was tied 2-2 in the second set when Allison was forced to retire. And as a result, Madison Inglis is moving on to the next round here at the tournament. Raheem did catch up with Madison, and even though the circumstances not exactly the way that she wants, obviously happy to be moving on. Let's turn things over to Madison Inglis and Raheem Karmali. So obviously a big win for you. You knock off the top seed in the tournament. Uh, how does that feel? Um, I mean, it feels good to like be in the next round, but I don't think she was 
feeling her best today, unfortunately, but um, I'm really happy to get another match here in Vancouver, so I'm excited. Obviously not the way you drew it up, but, but yeah. does, that, does that affect your rhythm at all going to the next match? I'm not playing the full one here. Um, no, I mean, we still, yeah, we still got to play, like, maybe an hour, was it? So it was, like, still got to play a bit, feel the courts, and I thought um was playing pretty well. So, yeah, I'm really excited to play the next match. It was just unfortunate, obviously, that she couldn't finish the match. Yeah, Obviously, it's been a big 2019 for you. You've been playing very well, um, including a big win in Saskatoon at the 25K. How do you um, parlay that success going forward here? Um, I mean, I think I play my best when I have a lot of matches. So it's been really good this year, like having heaps of matches under my belt. And, yeah, I'm, I love being on court and I'm having a lot of fun. So, yeah, it's really good. Awesome. Sticking with Raheem, Mark Pullman's pulled off another big win here. Uh, he's another Australian player as he defeated a fellow favorite here. Mark Pullman's has been here a number of years. That's why I say he's a favorite. Maybe not as much of a favorite as Benjamin Seguin, who's from Vancouver. A wild card here in the tournament. But it was Mark Pullman's coming out ahead 6-3, 6-4 here on Wednesday at the Audlem Brown Van Open. Raheem was courtside as Mark came off the court from the victory. And this is what he had to say on how his match went against hometown favorite, Benjamin Seguin of Canada at the Hollyburn Country Club. Audlem Brown Van Open. All right, Mark, so a big win here um, in the, against the Canadian favorites. Uh, what, uh, what are the feelings here after just getting getting through that? Uh, thank you. Um, you know, it was a tough match today against Ben. Like you said, he's a young up-and-coming Canadian player and he, he's playing really well. You know, he's serving really good. Comes to the net well, has an all-court game. So I knew it was going to be a tough match today um, and I was just happy I was able to get one break in each set, um, but it came really close down to the wire in the last game there. But uh, it's good to get a good start here in Vancouver. He gave you a bit of a push there in the second set, didn't he? Definitely. No, no, he, he, I feel like his game got better and better, as, as I think so did mine. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he, he really pushed me in the second set and he uh, started serving a couple aces. So, um, you know, he, he raised his game and uh, I think it was good tennis in the second. So you're looking for your third ATP challenger title, if I'm not mistaken there. Uh, what do you have to do in the next uh, round here to get to get through it? Yeah, um, th that's the goal, of course. Um, but I got a tough match now. Um, I'm not sure who who won. I think potentially Steve Johnson. So that's a, a, a very good quality to top 100 player. So I'm going to be looking to uh, recover now um, and uh, do my best against him but try to take one match at a time if i'm not mistaken i saw on your instagram i think do you do you live in vancouver or were you just saying that you're in vancouver right now yes no no i live in melbourne australia um but vancouver is, is super nice and it's really similar to back home so i've been playing this challenge for the last three years um and i hope to come back many more times and last but not least here we had our feature matchup on center court at the Audlem brown van open it featured canadian vashik pospisil against 2017 ATP Next Gen Finals champion, Hyung Chung. There was a lot of excitement about this match, and while well, the excitement was worthwhile, it went to three sets, and it was Hyun who did come out on top. So Vashik Pospisil is out of the tournament now, uh, and, and certainly hoping that Vashik does good things as he continues to try to climb the rankings, but Hyun is a very, very exciting player. Looking forward to seeing him as, as he moves on here in the tournament, but Mantar Bandle was able to catch up with Hyung Chung after that big match on center court in knocking off the hometown favorite, Vashik Pospisil, here at the Audlem Brown Van Open. Young, congratulations. Yeah. A wonderful match. A bit of a slow start. You're down five, love, not even 20 minutes in, but then you find your footing in that second set, and you, and you come away with this one. How are you feeling after this? Uh, the first one, the first set, he played really well, I think. It was really tough against Big Server, but I'm just trying to stay calm all the time. I'm just trying to 
enjoy every point. And this year's been tough in terms of injuries for you, how you've been plagued with injuries. So how, how are you feeling right now? Are you feeling almost 100%? Yeah, I'm really happy to be back on court because this is my third tournament after injury, so I'm really happy to be back on court. And how's your experience so far at the Alden Brown Van Open this year? Yeah, I'm just happy to play in Vancouver because I've never played here, so I'm just trying to enjoy. Awesome. Thanks so much for your time and good luck. Thank you. Joined right now on the Odlum Brown Van Open podcast by the CEO here at the Hollyburn Country Club. It is Ed McLaughlin. Hey, Ed, thanks for taking the time to sit down and join us here. Thanks, man. Real, a real pleasure. So the tournament now, um, it's sort of evolved to the point where, well, maybe I'm. this is the question I'm asking you. Has it evolved to the point where for you here at the club, is it like clockwork now? You know, it's one of those things where each and every year you try and get better. And so you look at what's happened the year before, you look at things we've done in the past that have worked or not worked, and then you try and put it all together. I think this is our best year as far as preparation goes. We had our, we had the extra two days without the qualifying on the weekend. Right. It just gave us a little extra nod to be able to just be ready. And, uh, Tie I up was loose here. ends and yeah, stuff like e- that. Exactly. Yeah. So I was here Sunday night. We did a walk around. I was like, okay, we're totally ready to go. All we needed was weather and we got it. Right. Um, with the announcement during the opening ceremonies and, well, the announcement came earlier, but obviously the presentation of the uh, Tournament Challenger of the Year yeah. um, for second straight year, Hollyburn is just as much a part of that award as the tournament organizers and the players and that kind of stuff. How proud are you here at the club for this tournament getting that award? Two years in a row, too. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever you do, I, you know, whether it's what you do or what I do, you want to do your best at it. And yeah. uh, we've got a great team at the club that have done really, really well to be able to, to work with the organizing committee to be able to get the tournament on. And, and uh, we're just so proud to work with you and Carlotta and everybody. Debbie Hewson from Alden Brown. Yeah. And everybody combines to get the thing right. And when it all works together, it's just, I mean, it's such a great venue to host a tennis tournament. I mean, we're looking at the view right now. It's spectacular. Right. And when we get the weather, it's an easy tournament to run, to be honest. We just have to be up and ready to go. And so we're really proud. We're really proud of it, and that's where we want to be. Now, obviously, it's a it's it's an inconvenience for the members here at the club. Obviously, change in parking and yeah. their outdoor tennis courts and that kind of yeah. thing. But the fact that that Challenger of the Year is voted on by the players, yes, um, is that what makes it a little more special? It is for sure. And you know, back in the early days of the tournament, we we made our commitment. We said, if we're going to host this thing, it's going to be a play, it's going to be a tournament that the players love. And you know, being a, I call myself a former athlete, you know, if the if the athletes like what they're doing, they will tell others. Right. And that has worked very successfully for this tournament. We've had players that are maybe you know maybe shouldn't be here with their rankings, and they come to this tournament right. because they're they're told that they're well looked after. So we've worked really hard to be able to make this, uh, you know, a, a great event. And I think we're kind of right where we want to be. Uh, we we're really pleased to have the men and the women back this year because there was some talk about that early on. With logistics, with, yeah, right? Yeah, whether we could do it. Yeah. And, uh, but we were able to get some additional courts at West Van to do, you know, have the practice courts there, yeah. add a playing court up above. So we're just trying to get better every year. And, and uh, so we're really proud of this place. So that being said, is there room for growth? You know, I think, I think there is, and I think it's more from a fine-tuning perspective. Um, you know, we, the, our number one thing is just to, to improve the field every year, just continue to make the place, you know, make the, make the tournament better. From everything I've heard from the ATP officials, the ITP offic- or ITF officials, we've got the best event we've had as far as players. Wow. And uh, so we're really happy about that. And, uh, and you can tell we're sold out. We've been sold out since Tuesday night all the way through Sunday. Well, and that's why I ask, is there room to grow? Because... Sold out crowds, second year in a row too. Yes. Um, You talk about the field being the best that it's ever been. Yeah. Like is, and the talk here obviously with the the Western Canada Tennis Centre and Burnaby going in and that kind of stuff is, is there a next level of 
tournament that can come to Vancouver? Yeah, you know, I, 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 well, firstly, I think there's definitely a next level of tournament that could come to Vancouver. But, it, you know, as you are well aware, it takes a lot of funding, mm-hmm. takes a lot of effort. Here, we think that we can add some grandstands uh, on the on the uh, uh, south side of the main court. We could add some grandstands on the south side, which we've so never had. literally room to grow literally, on center yes, court. Ab- absolutely. So, and and in- the other courts, we can certainly add strength. So last so night, increased capacity. Yeah, then. for yeah, sure. Yeah. Last yeah. night, we had uh, Pospisil playing on center court, and yeah. we had Peliwo playing on the polygon court. Right. And so it spreads the crowd out a little bit and uh, get, lets us get more people in that can enjoy themselves. So that's actually something that, because um, when people come in, and fans and probably the athletes too, they don't think about that logistical side of things. They just yeah. think, I mean, you look at center court, it looks gorgeous and the sky boxes are fantastic and yeah. box seats and all that kind of stuff. And you think, what else could there be here? Yeah. And I uh, never thought about that idea that, you know, on the, on the south side of yeah. center court, there could be something else there. Um, and is that more about enhancing the experience for people? Because I know I deal with the social media we, you know, lots of questions. Are there tickets? Can I get tickets for Thursday? Can yeah. I get tickets for one? And of course we say, no, we're sold out now. Right. So is the impetus all around inviting more people up here to enjoy the tennis and enjoy Hollyburn? Yeah, it's a, it's a real balance between providing the boxes that are the real revenue generators and right. providing seats to the public. Right. So we want to make sure that we always have a balance there. So we've been able to add boxes on the east side. Right. Uh, last year, I think, was the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, that was able to, you know, so that as the ATP and ITF have uh, greater uh, requirements right. that cost more money for the Lighting and that yeah, kind of l- stuff. Lighting, yeah. accommodation for yeah. the players, those right. types of things. It just gives us an opportunity to just kind of break even, which is kind of what the event is all about. Which there were those changes that came in just yeah. this year, and that's why it's a now a seven-day tournament and, yeah. and that kind of thing. Um, from that perspective, again, talking logistics, did outside of the, the Saturday-Sunday giving you a chance to sort of dot I's and cross T's and yeah. tie up loose ends and that kind of stuff, yeah. did that change much other than adding that court up there near the practice courts, or do you think that it's a change that benefits everybody? You know, I think it benefits everyone. I think, the, you know, for, for the players, it's a little uh, less of a time requirement. Right. For, for our staff, which is, you know, we put the onus on our staff to really deliver every day. It is easier in my mind to deliver for seven days than it is for nine days, right? Like, it's just, it's you're, just that. You're, you're darn right. Absolutely. And uh, so I think it's given us a, a bit of a tighter window. And I think for everybody, it's just kind of just condensed the event a little bit. Right. So I think the, the play, there's more games on each day. It's more condensed for the fans. We have 32 awesome. matches on Monday. Yeah, amazing. Like 32 matches. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so I think it's better for the fans. It's better for us internally. So I think it's just been a real win. You've been involved um, since the the mid 2000s. So yeah. you know about going on 15 years now. Yeah. Um, what is it about the Audlin Brown Van Open? That you love. What keeps you passionate about the tournament? You know, in uh, in in our life here at Hollyburn, the, our summer is our quietest time. Because uh, people ten, go away, and, members are yeah, on vacation. Go to the Okanagan, yeah, yeah. they go to Whistler, they yeah. go to their second homes, yeah. and yeah. have a great time. But uh, we so we have a bit of a quiet time. Tennis is probably the biggest cons- uh, constituency in the club as far as number of members that play a sport. Oh, really? And it's a, oh. just a way to kind of celebrate the game, mm. uh, to be able to give members an opportunity to be here. And I think what I've no- what I noticed in the last couple nights is that members just love the buzz. Right. They love seeing the players around. Uh, the the um, opportunity to provide housing. Uh, to be basically to become friends of the players has been just a huge win in this tournament. Right. So you know, Michael Cates, for example, was Vashik Pospisil's doctor growing up. 
Right. Uh, Terry Hoogie and Cheryl Hoogie have had uh, 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 Bemelmans for like five years or something. Yeah, he's been here seven years straight. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. so yeah. you have these great relationships that have built, and then it just gives us an opportunity to celebrate the game of tennis, which is such a big part of Hollyburn. Right. And it associates the club with with uh, you know professional players. Yeah. So we, you know and world class too, yeah, right? Think about the players that have gone through here. So Andy Murray yeah. went through here. He went you know to I think he was number one. He was number one, yeah. Um, Joanna Conta was here a few years right. ago. She won the event. I think right. she went to number four in the world quickly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Naomi Osaka was here a few years Naomi back. Naomi Osaka she was number here. one now. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Felix was here last year. Yeah. Got blown out, I think, in the first round. Yeah. Went to 21 in the world. Yeah. Bianca Andreescu, too, Amazing. right? Number yeah, she, 14 now. Yeah. She was here two years ago. Two years ago. Goes yeah. out in the first round. Yeah. And to be um, honest, I don't remember Bianca being here. I don't remember who she played. I don't remember. And, well, I'll tell you <laughs> But this. I would now. This I is would. a good segue on the podcast. Yeah. What I remember, and I know because I was looking back in some archives, was she and Benjamin Seguin, who's okay. playing yeah. here today um, and lost his match, unfortunately, but yeah. still playing in doubles. She and Benjamin did a play site challenge up at the practice courts indoors. Okay. And we've got pictures of, and this is Bianca, she's 17. Right. And and that's what I remember about her being here. It wasn't her match. I, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. with you. It wasn't mm-hmm. her match that I remember. It was the fact that yeah. PlaySight was here and they were demonstrating some new technology about getting stats off of returning balls and serves right. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and there's a great picture of Ben and Bianca uh, awesome. doing that, right? Yeah. And so that's what I think is, is amazing too. And, you know, I equate it sort of like when people billet junior hockey players. Yes. So like they might billet Vancouver Giants and then, you know, they see Evander Kane playing in the National Hockey League. Right. Same idea. Very much. You billet Joanna Conta yeah. and then you see her in the finals at Wimbledon. Yeah. Or the, you know, playing at the Aussie Open or, or stuff like that. And so I think that that's what's really cool. Yeah. I mean, um, this Challenger Series to me is kind of like a, you know, NHL farm system. Yeah, it's like the American League, And the guys are, you know, women and men are, 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 you know, getting better. They're either on their way up or they're coming back to get points. From or injury or whatever, so we yeah. have this great blend. Of, of upstarts and veterans kind of mixed. It's right. Awesome. And I know this is a question that Rick DeVos has answered since the tournament returned uh, yeah. in 2017, but how important is it from an organizing point of view to, to highlight men and women? The fact that it's not just a men's tournament or it's not just a women's tournament, like, because there's not a lot of combined events out there. Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And it's something that we really thought long and hard about. And because of the restrictions that the ATP and the ITF were putting on the event, whether or not we could host it with the number of courts we have. Yeah. And it wasn't so, necessarily that they were restricting the Odlum Brown Van Open. No, it was no, just, no. these yeah. are the new rules yeah. they've put in. Exactly. You adapt or you don't. That's right. right. And so, so Carlotta and I had a lot of discussions about it. And I said, look, in my, in my mind, I would love to have the men and the women. We think it really fits with the club. Right. Carlotta agreed. Uh, we went back and forth with the organizing committees, and then she went back and said, we want to do both. Yeah. But what do we need to do that? So they said, we need more courts. You have to, you know, add a playing court yeah. for, the, for the practice, practice. course. We, and we were able, fortunately, we were able to make it work. And so we were in a position in this community where we got some help, yeah. and we were able to do it. But we think it's a huge plus for the tournament to have both. And I guess that's where it is, and I know I'm keeping you longer than I said it would here on the podcast, but um, I guess that's where it comes down to. It really is a community effort, too. Like, yeah. to see how West Vancouver, North Vancouver, and really the greater Vancouver region embraces the tournament yeah. is, is awesome. It, it is. We, we were talking earlier about just the, the, you know, the press and the media get, that this event gets for the size of the event. And it's uh, in my mind, it fits the perfect time of the summer sports schedule. <laughs> it's pretty slow. <laughs> the British, the British Open, you know, the British Open kind of used, you know, be, used to be late or whatever, and, and it's kind of over. Well, the tournament has shifted. Yeah, Roger, from the long Rogers weekend, right? used to be uh, after us, right? Right. So right. now it's before us, so right. you kind of get this, you know, Andrescu winning 
put all of Canadian focus on tennis. Totally. Right? Totally. And then it comes to us and we, yeah. and we, we benefit by it. So, well, and right in the middle, too, of that Rogers Cup and the U.S. Open as well. Oh, right? Like, yeah. U.S. Open is, is coming up, you know, next week. So. Yeah. No, it's been really good. Um, and, the, you know, the community spirit is, uh, you know, from our sponsors. Yeah. To the organizers, to West Vancouver, North Vancouver, Vancouver that really support the event, and we, we've got uh, we're we like as I said earlier, we've been sold out, you know, right off the hop here, and we're and for the whole week. So I've never had as many requests for tickets as I've had. <laughs> You're a really popular <laughs> so, guy yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, it was, uh, but it's been really good. It's really cool. All right, Ed. Well, I, I appreciate you taking time out of your very busy schedule to sit down here uh, for the podcast, and uh, as always, great job here for your staff and everyone at Hollyburn with the tournament. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Whew, what a podcast that was. Ed McLaughlin, have to thank him for uh, chatting with us here at the uh, Hollyburn Country Club, the Odlum Brown Van Open. What a fantastic effort from everyone involved here at the tournament. And what a day we've got on tap tomorrow. We've got Leila Annie Fernandez in action. We've got Braden Schnur in action. It's going to be a fantastic day of tennis here once again on Thursday as we're really getting down to some of the the player field on both the men's and women's side is getting whittled down, that's for sure. Uh, we'll have another edition, of course, of, your, of the podcast coming your way tomorrow. I do want to remind you to follow us on our social channels at Van Open Tennis on Instagram and on Twitter. Remind you, if you're here at the tournament, make sure that when you're taking a photo, you use the hashtag Van Open Tennis because you never know, you might end up in our Instagram shot of the day, which is a post that we do at the end of every day here at the tournament. So make sure that you use the hashtag so that we can find your photo. Uh, and then you can also find us on Facebook, which is just search Odlum Brown Van Open, and we'll come up there. You'll be able to find us, and we would absolutely love if you liked our page. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Really do appreciate that as well. And if you want all the up-to-date information about the tournament, draws, order of play, streaming on both the men's and women's side, head to our website, which is vanopen.com. My name is Brian Weeb, media manager for the Odlum Brown Van Open. It is an ATP Challenger Tour, an ITF World Tennis Tour, and a Tennis Canada event. We'll talk to you again tomorrow night. Thank you again for listening, and have a great evening.